We are Release the Adventure, a podcast about going outside and having fun and going on adventures and doing things that may be a little bit out of your comfort zone, maybe something that you're super passionate about. This is a channel about just doing what you love outside. I'm Brad. And I'm Sean. And today we get to talk about, I would have to say, probably my number one. Would you agree, Sean? It's pretty high up there. I mean, it's uh, there's there's a lot of aspirations, a lot a lot on the line for you in current times for kind of more or less this topic. I mean, it's 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 a biggie. This is what you went to school originally for. Didn't that's get true. your didn't change your major out of it, but that's what you went to school originally for. Yeah, pretty pretty big in your life, I would say. So to simplify it, we're gonna talk about taking pictures, aka photography, which, as Sean mentioned. I went to college for originally as a theater film major and noticed very quickly that I wasn't going to make money. So I went, what? instead of making 15 grand a year, I went to being a sociologist where you make 32 grand a year. Ooh, so wow. I went pretty spender. far up the chain, right? Right? <laughs> Did the right yeah. thing, I guess. Big spender. <laughs> so the reason we want to talk about photography today is just to kind of give you guys a glimpse of what is the possibilities and what is wh- why do people do it? Why do people spend too much money on cameras yeah. to go out and take pictures? What is the joy of it? And also how you can incorporate photography into the sports or the activities, the hikes, the camps that you're already doing to m- make lasting memories or uh, even potentially even start your own business if you get super into it. Exactly. Finding the joy in photography where it's not something that you look at and you go, oh, that looks kind of fun, but it's something you actually enjoy and you find how to adapt it to your everyday life and those sweet, sweet adventures that you like to do. So let's start with the why. Why photography? Well, everybody's got a phone. Everyone's a photographer nowadays, I guess. Uh, Nope. I'm going to say nope. (laughs) That's another whole topic within itself. I am one of the people that still just like (laughs) would rather just never open up the the camera app on my phone. Over the weekend, I took pictures of of my cat because she was looking cute. And that's that's about (laughs) as photography-ness as I got in quite some time. (laughs) That is fair. That's fair. But it's still taking pictures. It's sure. still taking an opportunity to look at your beautiful Miss Sophie and take a picture of her and be like, I want to save this moment. That is And true. I guess that's for the lack of better terms is saving the moment. And you kind of can get more out of it or that type of thing and kind of dive into that deeper into a different direction or this, that, or everything. But I want to simplify it as saving a moment. Yeah. So that's the why. So now let's look at kind of the purpose. And I like to differentiate the two. So, Sean, when you took your picture of Miss Sophie, Mm -hmm. what was your purpose other than to save the moment? Uh, To, (laughs) I mean, if we're talking like on a physiology level kind of deal. Uh, to make myself feel happy by capturing a cute object, <laughs> getting that kind of endorphin okay. rush of looking at a cute object. And okay, uh, I guess secondarily to show my wife and make her feel the same thing. <laughs> See right there. You you just nailed it like a scientist, which cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but let's <laughs> let's layman's term it to feel good. Yeah. Because Cats are freaking cute. And Miss Sophie, cute. I will be honest, those big eyes of hers makes her extra cute with her little fangs. Yeah. Yeah, she's I feel super you. cute. I don't know if I sent you the picture that UV took the other day, but yeah, she was she she got a really good picture of her big green eyes really popping out. I did get to see those. It was very nice. Very cute. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> More about Sophie. (laughs) So the purpose is to feel good. It's to save a moment and feel good. So for me, the reason I love photography so much is because I can 
be artistic, which is one of those things that I feel purpose for. I feel passionate about when I look at an object and I see it in a way that no one else does. And I'm able to capture what my brain sees. So I guess I'm the same. It makes me feel good, but it also makes me feel good that I get to send you something or put on our Instagram or my personal or my uh, business's Instagram and other people can look at it and go, Whoa, I'm into that. That's that, that hypes me up, whether it's, something random or mountain biking which i haven't gotten into yet folks but that's action sports not super my thing but something i'd like to delve into maybe one day when i get a bigger bike and i start sending stupider bigger things maybe maybe then hucking the big rocket (laughs) freaking whole enchilada i'm still hyped about that if y'all i'm gonna say it one more time if y'all didn't catch our last episode was it last or two episodes ago it was the last episode, the yeah. Moab episode. No, two two episodes ago. I don't know. Yeah. We're kind of slightly ahead, pre pre recorded for the first time in in history, so I'm actually <laughs> yeah. losing so track. We don't know what's going on, <laughs> but a couple episodes ago, we talked about our Moab trip, and yeah. I sent like a seven or eight foot drop on accident, and I really wish there was someone taking a picture so that that was saved. But I yeah, probably wouldn't have done it if someone had a picture in fr- or a camera. I probably would have yeah. chickened out and been like, nope, mm-hmm. not doing it. But either way, I wish that moment was saved. And I wish I could have that opportunity to take kind of pictures like that. But I think right. that's a later project, hopefully. Yeah. So anyways, let's, uh, as someone who doesn't know a lot, uh, we're kind of getting into the why a little bit. But um, how, what, what are the first steps into getting into photography? Okay, so this is what I'm going to say very simply. I'm going to break it down into three categories. Beginner, beginner plus, and pro. And the reason I, the reason, and I know, weird phrasing, but I'm going to explain. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not an intermediate for a reason. Because when it comes to equipment, so let's talk equipment real quick. When it comes to beginner, beginner plus, and pro, you're not, there's not really, the jump is weird because Mm -hmm. it's under $1,000 and you got beginner stuff Mm -hmm. that are great cameras. And I will preach a thousand times over if you want to get into photography, I'll I'll look it up right now. I will look at Canon starter cameras. Rebel. Rebel, that is probably what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what Canon's website, personalshop.us.canon.com, has for us today. They have a $400 Rebel T8, T6 with a lens for $400. Yeah, I think that's what I got. My wife, UV. And that's hey, man, all, has it been three years ago now? That's all you need. I think she has this one right before this. But either way, when you're yeah. a super beginner, and I'm talking, you see people taking pictures, and you want to understand the concepts that are photography with a digital, a DSLR. These are kind of the starter cameras. And that's digital, single lens, reflex camera. Don't even bother trying to memorize that, because... I forget it all the time. It's an SLR is previous cameras that you had to actually put film in. Yeah, the good old like 80 millimeter film or what, whatever it was. Correct. You're close. I think it's 50 millimeter, but. Sure, yeah. sure. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think 80 millimeter was used for. Like cinema? Uh, cinema, I believe. Mm-hmm. But once again, not an expert in history. Don't quote me. But DSLRs are what we use now. Or mirrorless DSLRs, which I'm not going to go into the weeds. I'll give you the short and dirty what the difference is. A DSLR or a digital SLR uses a camera refraction system to take a picture. So the image that you're trying to do, the light hits a camera, which then hits a sensor, which then computes into a file. Mm -hmm. With a mirrorless, your sensor is right there. It hits the 
sensor saves the image. Makes sense. So simple and easy difference. So like I was talking about, the simple, easy starter camera, and I'm a Canon and a Sony guy. Sony, they have a couple starter cameras, but I really like Canon as a start because that's what I started with. The Rebel T6 with a with a double zoom kit lens of 75 to 300, which can get you out there taking some pictures of, which I'll get into lenses in a moment, but can get you out there taking pictures of things at a little bit farther distance because that's what the focal length is for. I'll get into those words too. Sean, I'll, I won't leave you in the weeds, I promise. Thank you, so, I appreciate that. <laughs> when you're starting, you just need a camera. You don't need to go out and buy a brand new mirrorless EOS R from Canon that costs three grand for just the camera. You don't. I'm not but Brad. I'm telling you, Sean, don't waste but your Brad, money. I have a different question for you. Okay. So about 10 years ago, I saw a cool advertisement with Ashton Kutcher advertising Nikon Coolpix cameras. No. What do you say? No. <laughs> No, and I'm sorry for getting loud, folks, but okay, so I guess I got to back it up even farther for Sean here, is you want a DSLR with removable lenses, and you ask, well, why? I can get this Coolpix from Nikon that has its lens already on there, and those are more pocket cameras, and those are good. But it will limit you extremely if you're trying to get into this as a hobby and as something that you do more than family vacations, weekend trips, randomly type of thing, like once every couple months. Because if you get into photography, you're going to get bored, especially with those. um, I call them pocket cameras because most of them are pretty small and they're able to fit in a pocket. Yeah, I'd, I'm not that person. I'd, I've never liked them because you don't have as much flexibility with settings and mm-hmm. having control of your image. Yeah. And that's what these DSLRs are about is you can change your shutter speed. Here are your three main things to think about, but we can dive a little deeper, probably in a different episode. I ain't going to explain how to function a camera because I could spend four hours explaining to you how to function a camera, but... Shutter speed, focal length, um, which is your f-stop, and then your ISO, or ISO, Mm -hmm. which those Mm -hmm. three things affect how much light and how your image is taken. Right. Those three things you can get really creative with. So when you're at night and you see people who take pictures of light trails of cars Mm -hmm. or they paint with light, that's turning the shutter speed down to mm-hmm. almost nothing and having it run for probably 20 to 30 seconds, sometimes longer. Yeah, super, super long. Exactly. When most people who take uh, for, like action photography, sports. Split, split seconds. Way less. You're running at like mm-hmm. 1 to 2,500th of a second. Yeah. And that's super, super fast. Just because you need that to blink and take the image as quickly as possible so you have that right. image. Mm-hmm. instead of something slower because you want that blurry yeah and you also to um take a little bit of a step back when i've played around with my wife's uh canon t6 rebel it has automatic settings so Correct. if yeah. you're a little bit over your head to begin with you can just put it into auto mode and it can just be a point glorified point point and click camera and then as you learn a bit a little bit more watch some youtube videos read some books whatever you choose you can start to play with those different settings and what a great thing about canon sony nikon they all do it all the main brands is you'll have fully auto but then you'll also have shutter focus or iso focus or f-stop focus and that's or Sorry, let me rephrase that. Shutter priority, ISO priority, or f-stop priority, which that those different settings are manual, but automatic. 
So you have okay. the ability to mess with your f-stop on shutter priority, but the com- but the uh, computer on your camera will control your shutter speed. Okay. So, so that it gives you a little bit like uh, training wheels. Right. That, yeah. So that, that definitely makes sense. That's, you're that's not, a good way to kind of ease your yeah. way into it. So you're not on full manual because I only shoot manual now because I hate the way the computer takes an image because I, I think I do a better job. Whether that's true or not, who knows? But <laughs> when I take it, I like what I come up with by myself, which comes yeah. with time and experience and working up to it. Yeah, definitely. So we definitely went on a tangent. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Oh, it's okay. I was going to say, like, you know, also be patient with this. You know, this is something, you know, and it's it's okay if you're out on, like, a photography trip and you you're out trying to snap photos and you're playing around with the manual settings and three fourths of them are out of focus or some of them are super light washed and it's way too overexposed, you know, something yep. like that. It's, that's, that's okay. Exactly. It's okay. That's for sure. part of the, 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 the learning journey and give yourself a pat on the back for, for trying those new settings and trying yep. to go full, fully, fully manual. You know, that's, that's something that you should be proud of. And it's something that takes a very, very long time and a lot of training. And I'll tell you something that I've, I think I picked up my first camera, like actually like working with a camera in 2013, 2012 or 2013. So I guess I've been using camera for almost 10 years, what, seven years? And seven, as seven, of 2013. Yeah, seven years. And I probably use 15 to 20% of the pictures I take. Mm-hmm. Because the rest are either blown out, blurry, ugly, because the composition's ugly, and it just takes time. And then one of yeah. my favorite YouTubers, um, Fronos, Fronos mm-hmm. Photos, he has openly said, I take about 1,200 to 1,500 photos for a photo shoot. I use mm-hmm. about 15 to 20 of them. Wow. And he just That's says, I would like rather 1%. <laughs> shoot the hell out of it and then feel good after and have four, have 300 pictures that are beautiful instead right. of take 100 photos having two that are beautiful, mm-hmm. which I really like that concept because it's all about experimenting and trying different things and mess with your settings yeah. and going up and down and left and right and just messing around even when you get to that professional level and he is a absolute professional because he gets to go take pictures of Bernie and Trump and all of those major politicians. And Mm -hmm. he's part of this super group of YouTubers that get to go out and do photography. Interesting. But dial it back a little bit. Like I said, beginner $400 camera does you just dandy. Mm -hmm. What's beginner plus? Okay, so let me explain that. I would go up to probably $1,500 on a Beginner Plus camera. And I'm not talking lenses. I'm talking just camera up to about $1,500. Because once you get past that, you got to start thinking how much is your kit going to cost. Because if you buy a $1,500 camera, you're not going to want to buy the cheapest lens. No. You're just not. Because you're going to want something higher end, which, yeah. so let's say you need, so there's basically, I'm going to say three different types of lenses, wide, medium, and long, or mm-hmm. wide, medium, and zoom lenses, which is that zoom okay. for that long distance shot. A, and I'm not saying pro level, I'm saying high quality, and uh, Tamron is a company that makes lenses, are coming out with incredible 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 budget lenses for that beginner plus moving into that low pro type of lens and a i think it's $900 right now for their wide lens $800 for their medium which is a 28 to 75 or 70 and then their zoom lens is $1400 and that's an 80 to a 170 and that's not wow, even a, so it's and that's not a zoom zoom lens that's just a kind of 
I want to start taking pictures of sports, but I'm in the front row. I want to start taking pictures of birds, but I can get within 50 to 100 yards type of lens. But if you want to buy a, let's say, 100 to 300, you're looking at probably $2,200. Yeah, so to me, when I'm hearing that for the first time, my initial reaction is if I'm at that level, this beginner plus level mm-hmm. is I'm going to start attempting making money out of this. Maybe not. I'm not, prof- I'm not pro by people don't know me yet, but I'm going to try start, you know, doing little photo shoots here and there. Exactly. And I'm going to try making money out, out, out of this. And you're going to want to start printing your own photos and yeah. start taking more pictures of wildlife. And you're starting to get a little bit more into it. And I'd say I want that beginner plus that's where I live. I think I'm very knowledgeable and I understand the concepts very well, but I don't think that my ability is anywhere close to pro. I'm probably on the higher end of beginner plus, but I'm still right there. And that's about, Mm -hmm. and my kit is a little bit more expensive on the highest end that a beginner plus would probably use, but I didn't spend five grand on a camera by itself and three or four grand for every My kit doesn't cost 20K. Sure. Like most pros have. Yeah. My kit was more around five, Mm -hmm. which is definitely on that higher end. But I also use my camera three or four times a week. And when I go out and I do a shoot, I take 2,000 photos. Yeah. Um, Small tangent here, small little story. But when when I was working as a security guard for the Long's Peak Mall in Longmont, there was this guy that was getting his settings dialed in because he, he liked to use a controlled environment to dial in his settings before he actually went out into the field. Okay. And so, and he, 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 he was a pro photographer. He might have been not like the full-time National Geographic, but I think he was like a every once in a while National Geographic type of level oh, that's type awful. of guy. And he he saw me looking at him because I was kind of watching him from a distance because I was like, "Wow, this looks really impressive," and so he calls me over and he's like, "Hey, do you want to do you want do you want to play with the camera?" I was like, "Nah, man, that's that's okay. Like that looks really expensive." He's like, "No, no, no, come on, come on, come come over here and play with the camera." And so I look down this this zoom lens that, that, that he has, and I'm looking at stuff, and he's asking me these different questions about the lighting, and I really don't know what to respond to so i'm just trying my best and it's more or less wrong every single time what my responses are and then he finally gets to the the big magic question how much do you think justice lens alone costs <laughs> and that's a, as someone that's who so baited yeah exactly and as someone who literally knew absolutely nothing at that time i was like man i don't know i mean i can tell it's really expensive so maybe like five thousand dollars he's just like busting out laughing he's just like are you kidding me this lens alone is twenty five thousand dollars. I was like, yep. "Why did you yep. get me over here? Why did you let me play with this? <laughs> Why did He's you like? Let I me thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. He's like, I thought it was funny. He's like, you, you held, you held it fine. I was like, I'm gonna give this to you right now. Right now. I don't want to carry this anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that that pro level was just gets looney tunes crazy at a certain point (laughs) and it this is one of those hobbies that the more money you spend majority of the time and i'm saying above five grand this is per lens per camera above that five grand the money makes the difference but i would say between a two thousand and a thousand dollar lens some of them are pretty much the same but what, what I will also say, Brad, yeah. is that for these super high-end cameras, let's say you're like a dentist and you want to get into photography, and so you go ham, yep. you buy just a decked-out kit, right? I'm not even going to put numbers on it because I, I don't know, know enough, but just yeah. like a decked-out kit, like super high-end beginner plus, if not like entry-level pro-level pro grade, right? They have pro-level so equipment, yes. So what, whatever that, that price tag is, is to you. Okay. Just because you have that good of a camera does not mean you're going to take good photos. Exactly. You have to be a good photographer first. And that and is you can a take good photos with great, a cheap camera, too. Sean, that was a great segue. 
right into that pro range. Pro is not always about your equipment. It's about your skill level. And I have met an individual who I met in high school. Great guy. He shoots photography for the Bears and the Cubs. Or, yeah, Chicago Chicago Cubs? The Bears. Yeah, that's those are the yeah. the Chicago teams. And then what, Chicago, uh, what's the hockey team? The Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks. See, don't like that name, but they got to do what they got to do. So he shoots yeah, for all three of those. And he shoots on a, I think, an eight-year-old camera, eight- or ten-year-old nice. camera, but with, like, an $8,000 lens. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of play around that way, which most people would be like, oh, that used, I could buy that for 500 bucks. Well, he bought sure. it brand new back in the day and has been shooting for them for five to ten years. So you got to think about that. It's not always the equipment. Like Sean said, I could go out and get a loan for $100,000 and buy a kit for $100,000. Easy. Easy, easy, if I wanted to. But I'd probably take the same quality photos that I took this morning that I would this evening with that camera. Yeah. Because it's you have to use the right tool for the right person and for the right job. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get into that experience level, then you can start buying those expensive things. If you're making a lot of money off photography, sure, go ahead and start spending more money on lenses. But you'll know when that happens because you'll start trying to take shoots of like the Bears or the Broncos because we're closer to them. And I go Or out, even weddings. Weddings, yeah. Or King... Quinceañeras or and I graduations or go out and whatever. I try to take those photos, and I take good photos because I wouldn't take a job unless I knew I was competent enough to do it. Sure, but then during that shoot, I go, I really wish I had a, um, like right now I don't have a zoom lens. My longest mm-hmm. lens is an eighty-five millimeter. Mm-hmm. So I, and I go, I wish I could have got a little bit farther back and been like a little sneaky during the wedding and not been so close to um, the bride and groom and blocking the eyesight mm-hmm. and stuff. So then I go, okay, so what can I do to better my kit? And then you start looking at other lenses. And for me, I look at probably the cheaper end of the good lenses. Yeah. So I kind of just play around with that and I'm not going to go into kit and how, what is a good lens right now? That's not worth the delve. Cause that's going to be a different episode. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a whole nother episode. And I think we'll probably end up doing a gear episode for cameras just yeah. to kind of talk about my kit, talk about that kind of thing to be able to delve into what is good, what is bad, what is great. And then be able to kind of play that. But so I think we've explained beginner, beginner plus and pro, right? I think so. Roughly. So now you've decided that, the Rebel T6 is a little bit too cheap of a camera for you. You're just like, okay, I think I'm more into... Because that camera by itself is about $200. And the lens is about $200. So what am I... Like, how much do I want to spend? What is the play? That type of thing. So maybe you're like, okay, I want to spend $1,000 total. Okay. So start looking for a $400 to $500 camera. And then you can start playing around with, okay, well, if I want to buy just one lens, what what's my dream lens? And then mm-hmm. you look at that price, and then you start bouncing around and figuring that yeah. out. And Sony also with has, that... Oh, go ahead, Sean. Also with that, trying to figure out what lens to buy, figuring out what type of photography do you want to do. Are you doing nature photography where you're like really up close next to a flower are you doing action photography you know are you doing portraits what what are you doing and that's going to also dictate what you're buying sean are you reading my mind right now i I, you know (laughs) i am definitely smelling smelling what you're stepping in because you you i was walking that direction and you were just like (laughs) let's go and i was like okay we going i see you okay (laughs) 
So with that of, okay, I've decided that I want to buy the Sony a6100 for $600. And that's just the body of the camera. Okay, perfect. That gives you a base. And that's an amazing camera, by the way, if anybody's looking for that kind of range. I'm a Sony lover. I have a Sony a7 III. Sony's my jam. But moving on to types of photography. And this will correspond with what lens you need. Because if you want an all-around kit, you're going to have to buy two or three different lenses to kind of be able to play that. But if you're a beginner and you're like, okay, I'm just going to take pictures, or I live in New York. Let's throw some locations out there to kind of get a feel. I live in New York City. I'm in downtown all the time in Manhattan, and I love taking portraits and city feel type of photography doing some some nightlife nightlife stuff exactly you're gonna want to look for a low f-stop lens that is probably around uh 30 millimeter to an 85 which would give you a nice and that's a zoom lens so you're able to zoom back and forth if that makes sense so two different types of lenses explain real quick fixed and zoom so you're able to zoom one, and one is one focal length, which is a fixed focal length. Make sense, John? Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. a lot yeah. of photographers who are first beginning should start with a zoom lens for the versatility. Because if you're going to walk out there and take a picture, the 28 to 75 from Tamron, you can zoom in if someone's a little farther away up to that 75 mark get a little closer in on the shot. But if you have a big group you want to take a picture of, you can zoom that back out to that 28 and be able to take that shot and have a wider area to be able to take the shot. But if you had like the um, Bassus 35, which is an incredible lens and I've had the chance to play with it, but it's $1,200, beautiful lens you only have 35 millimeter. So it's a fixed lens. So if you want to get close up on somebody, you have to physically walk to them and get closer to them. And if you want more in the picture, you have to physically walk backwards and move it. And you're the zoom compared to the lens. Yeah. All tracking here. Okay, good. So if you're in the city, you're probably going to want something right in that mid range to be able to get a little bit wider shots, but also be able to zoom in on people's faces and have that kind of thing. But let's say you live in Seattle. You have opportunities to be on these really tall buildings and you want to take these really wide, wide, super wide cityscapes. Mm-hmm. Gotta, okay. gotta have that, that space needle in it. Exactly you're going to want something that's an ultra wide 12 millimeters, 16 millimeters mm. and 16 is usually the lowest, but they also make fixed that are 12 millimeters. So that's like really wide. You can also get like an eight millimeter fisheye, which if you grew up anytime in the nineties, you knew what a fisheye was from skateboarding and sports. Oh, yeah. Cause everybody loved that fisheye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was good for a little bit, but I still think it was ugly. <laughs> I st- we we actually took a, a fisheye photo during one of our wedding photos. It was during when we were in that little so garden, and we were all standing on that little thing. It was not a fisheye, Sean. Thing. It wasn't a fisheye? No, that was oh, a man. ultra-wide lens. Professionals. So that was a fisheye. <laughs> that was a 16-millimeter lens. I asked because I was interested. And so that's ultra-wide, so... So you guys understand the shot that was taken is we were standing in an archipelago, basically, type of thing. Yeah, it was like a little hanging garden type of deal. Yeah, with seating in the inside. She got up on top and took a picture facing down that had the um, bride side with all the bridesmaids, groom, all the groomsmen, in kind of like a circle thing that 
looked amazing that was taken with an ultra wide. She was actually on on the ground looking up at our faces. Okay, wrong way. I was crazy. But, but same concept. The, the, the concept still. Yes, yeah, yeah. so she was on the ground looking up and getting all our faces. Same concept. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> that wedding was a couple years ago. It, it's all good. <laughs> it, it, yes, it was. It's all good. So there's your ultra wide. And that's also used for a lot of landscape photography. So when you're wanting to get out, especially when like you live in places like Wyoming and Colorado, landscapes are easy for me because on my drive to work, I make sure I have my camera because the fog rolls in on the windmills and I pull over mm. on the side of the highway and take beautiful pictures. That sounds very nice. And that's very lucky for me. And that's why I have an ultra wide because I want that chance. But let's say, let's move mm. into... You live where somewhere with a lot of wildlife. Um, the South, let's say somewhere in the South, Louisiana, lots of like, birds, sure. lots of just animals all the time, everywhere. And let's say sure. you're not able to get super close to them. You're going to need one of those telephoto lenses. And I'm going to correct myself from something I said earlier. Mm -hmm. I said the third out of the three was Zoom. I meant telephoto. Life happens. It's all good. Correction. It's it, it serves the purpose of zooming in, so exactly, it's all good. But so a telephoto is those that go out to three hundred meters, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred meters, so you can get zoomed in really close. So a lot of those wildlife photographers have six hundred millimeter lenses, and those are the ones that are really long, really big, twenty five thousand dollar lenses, and you can get cheaper ones, but those are the fancy ones, of course. And those are the lenses you're going to want to look for. Yeah. Yeah, just like the guy in the mall had. Exactly. Really expensive, kind of scary to touch. But you can get really close and beautiful, sharp details at those lengths. National Geographic, I can put a solid bet that 99% of their photographers have a telephoto lens that is in that price range. But... We're not there. I wouldn't be surprised. We're not those people. So you can get a two, uh, hundred to three hundred for about fourteen hundred dollars from several different brands as well. So you can kind of play around with that as well. So mm -hmm. I think I just described at least what majority of people are going to take. Oh, I missed one. Micro photography. Macro. Macro. What's micro photography? Yeah. Or my, is that like zooming in on like bugs? So that's when you're like doing flowers? bugs and flowers and you're trying to get really close on something. And those lenses are particular mm -hmm. because they kind of work like a microscope. So mm, it gets really close to keep it nice and sharp. But those also have to have a lot of light because it has a very small mm -hmm. lens. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't yeah. absorb as much light. Compared to that makes sense. a 300 or 400 millimeter lens that's really wide. So it sucks in a lot of light mm -hmm. if you're taking pictures, let's say at sunrise or sunset. So you have it. You have what you want. You decide. So Sean, actually, I'll ask you. What would be your budget right now? Not for a dream camera, but if you were like, I want to go out and take pictures with my wife. I want to have a camera as well. What would be your budget? UV, yeah, I, I would say I'd be in that beginner range because I would have to be realistic with my, my goals. And I'd be at that range of, well, it seems fun, but, you know, I'm not really sure if it's something that I want to do long term. And I just kind of want to dip my toes in and get my feet wet. So I would be in that beginner range, the under under $1,000 kind of range. And if I were to get into it, I would want to try to my hand at action photography. So I'd want to have a body that could do, you know, those very snappy photos. I think that's what I'd be more interested in. And something that was kind of more of that mid range where I could zoom in a little bit, but I don't need like a telephoto style because I'm not going to be, you know, 100, you know, 100 plus meters away from the athlete. You know, I'm going to be relatively close. Okay. And so 
I'd kind of be the sort of thing I'd be interested in. So I'm going to throw a camera at you right now. Just in, this is just to kind of add one more concept to this super concept field episode is a a seven or a 6100 from sony or alpha okay. 6100 apsc camera with fast autofocus so this is a mirrorless camera but it is an apsc camera so that means it is cropped through the sensor and now you're like that probably is going super over your head right now am i right the the yeah the the crop part has me worried because usually when you're cropping photos digitally that's not necessarily the best thing in the world that is true but it's not the worst when you're not super focused on a bunch of different aspects so there's two different types of cameras when it comes to dslrs you have full frame and APS-C. So full frame, what you see is what you get. That's mm-hmm. whatever your 35 millimeter, or let's use 50, because 50 is really easy to mess with. You have a 50 millimeter lens. You go, take the picture, it, you're at a 50 millimeter length. If you have an APS-C camera, it's, I believe, two thirds, roughly. Um, so that would be like a 75 to an 80 millimeter if you bought a 50 millimeter. So, so basically it allows me to buy a 50 millimeter lens, but zoom in to the length of something of like a eight, uh, 80 millimeter exactly. lens. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So that con that makes sense, right? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Sorry about you're that. good. Everybody. It's raining at Sean's house. I'm waiting for it to yeah, get up to me because it's going to happen. We live too close, and it's going to attack me. I've I've, I've been trying to mute out all the thunder and lightning, but that was a big one. Just it was a big one. So, it's not a bad thing to have a crop sensor camera because when it it gives you the chance to buy a camera that is a mirrorless high end camera, but also gives you a chance to save a little bit of money and not spend so much. So this camera by itself, just the body, is six hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right oh, now too. It perfect. looks it looks very, very nice. So put you, I, I'm yeah. just a lot of stuff is over my head. So put you right in that zone. Mm-hmm. But the um, kit lens, and I use that phrase, I haven't used it much here, but kit lens are these lenses that are kind of lower quality, but they get your foot in the door. Sure. This kit that I just looked at, where'd you run off to, sir? Okay. So this comes with two lenses, two zoom lenses, a 16 to 50 millimeter and a 55 to 210 millimeter for $900. Okay. That's, and that includes the same yep, body? That includes the body and both lenses for $900. They're both kit lenses and variable f-stops. Which we won't get into, but that's what you're going to get for something cheaper is variable f-stops. That sure. kit by itself for $900, you could use for the rest of your life and have no issues for what you told me you wanted. Very nice. Which is perfect because it's not yeah, something sure. super fancy. It's still a very high, very, I would say, beginner, low beginner plus style camera. Because you can move into doing a little bit more stuff on the computer. It has incredible autofocus, which that makes it to where you don't have to focus the lens yourself, which is important for mm-hmm. action photography, like you're speaking about. Exactly. Because you can't you can't just be like, hey, buddy, that, that, was, that was a sick backflip you just did there, but um, we're going to have to run that one back. <laughs> Do it again. Wait, I can't. I, I just, what? Do it again. One more time. Do it again. Come on. This is the fifth time. I said do it again. <laughs> you don't want to be that photographer. You don't want to be that person. No. You want to take it one time, love your image, and call it good. So that's mm-hmm. a perfect kind of higher-end starter camera. And once again, I'm a Sony lover. Always will be. So, And that's probably Sony's cheapest camera kit. I see an 
A6000 and that full kit with the same two lenses is $650. Okay. I wouldn't be too mad about it if you weren't doing action cam action stuff. I right. think that's more of a, a a little bit easier type of family photos, mm-hmm. kids playing around type of play and moving. Yeah. But if you were looking for sports and things, you'd want something with a little bit faster autofocus um, and a little bit right. higher sensor. Ooh, that was a big one too. Sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, we've decided on a camera for you. Now, (laughs) we're going to go out and shoot. Okay. The big takeaway, and I want the big takeaway for everybody here, just go have fun. Don't get into this because you want to make money. Don't. I'm telling you right now. If you've been shooting on a crappy camera for 10 years... And you want to start making money, then go spend $2,000, $3,000 and start trying to make money. Mm-hmm. But if you're just wanting to go out, enjoy the life of photography, the game of photography, and see if you yeah. have that artistic flair in yourself and you want to get into yeah. it, then just go take photos. Yeah. And to kind of wrap it back around to the very beginning go out there, have fun to try to capture the moments that you want to remember and the moments that you want to share with people to try yes. to, you, you know, put feelings into others. Also, don't be hypercritical of yourself. And I know Sean talked about that yeah. at the beginning. I want to bring it up one more time. Of just enjoy being outside and taking photos or being inside and exactly. taking photos. Start playing with light. Start playing with that. Get on YouTube and watch people who, because there's hours. I'm going to retry that. Millions of hours of photography help. For sure. And people like uh, Peter McKinnon and Frono's Photos. Those are the two that got me into it. They have. I shoot raw. uh, Whatever his name is. That's Frono's Photos. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. I'm glad you know who he is, though. <laughs> that hypes me up. <laughs> I just know his slogan, yeah, <laughs> apparently. So, um, I Shoot Raw is Frono's Photos. Uh, Jared Polis is his name. Um, his kind of slogan, which there's two types of files that you can shoot in, raw and JPEG. Uh, raw, you get a little bit more data out of it, so it's better to edit with. JPEG is better just if you're looking to shoot a picture, have it put up on Facebook in five minutes. So yeah. his big slogan. Jared Polis is also the name of our governor. It is. Whoop, whoop. Well, not not your governor, but the Colorado one. Yeah, uh, I don't remember mine. I probably should. Yeah, <laughs> oh well. Moving on. <laughs> and his big thing is I shoot raw because one of his biggest competitors shoots in JPEG. And he's, you suck, you horrid. And you can get into that, (laughs) do some research on whether you want to shoot raw or shoot JPEG, your choice, whatever. But Jared Polis is great. Go on, watch some of their educational videos. Or just watch, literally search how to city photography, street photography, nature photography, landscape, architecture, black and white. It just keeps going. Every type that you can think of, somebody has made a video on it. Watch that before you buy your camera. And then maybe you're like, oh, I'm not it. I don't know if I'd enjoy that. Do some more research. Figure it out. Find what fits you as a photographer. Because Mm -hmm. Sean, Yuvi, me, all three of us, are going to shoot different. And that's the wonderful part about photography. It's not a computer program taking a picture. It's an individual finding feeling and happiness and love out of a photo and then snapping it and going, oh, I saved it. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) That's awesome, Brad. So you've got to remember that it's not about how Jared Polis, 
or Peter McKinnon or whatever nature photographer you want to think of takes a photo. Because there are some incredible people that take amazing photos. But a bet a million dollars if I was in the same place as Peter McKinnon and we both had the same kit, he would take a thousand photos that are a hundred million times different than the thousand photos I took. And that's yeah, why exactly. it's incredible. And that's why I encourage you to go out with your phone, take some photos. If you're feeling it, find yourself a cheap camera. Used. There are lots of used sites as well. And we can get into that at a different time. If you guys need help picking a camera, hit us up. Instagram, release the ADV. No, that's that's Twitter. Yep. Twitter's released the ADV. <laughs> yep. Instagram, release the adventure. And I can help you out for sure. I love talking gear. I love getting psyched. I love getting people into the sport, into the hobby. It's incredible. So, Sean, do you have any last questions on your first camera? Not right now, no. I think uh, I think we're just going to have to do a second, third, and a seventh <laughs> episode here eventually about all the different yeah. things. But uh, just want to thank you guys again. Thanks for dealing with the ambiance in my background. I have a high dynamic mic. Yeah, I have a high dynamic mic, but hopefully this gets edited out mostly in post. But anyways, I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you guys listening. Also consider sharing with your 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 grandma your your upcoming photography best friend um you know all, all all the people that you love in your life that you also would think would love our podcast and if you're also thinking about becoming a super fan consider reviewing us on either apple Podcasts or Podchaser. that would mean the world to us and yeah i think that's just about it for me we are release the adventure and thanks for coming and taking photos with us today Thank you.